other thing happening here. Okay, so we should be recording in all of our various little deals. Let me go ahead and pray and welcome the Holy Spirit, and then we will um, begin. So, Father, I do just thank you for being present. Lord, I thank you for all the technology that we have at our fingers that allows us to connect, that allows us to uh, be a community, even separated by distance by this catastrophe of a virus. Lord, I do ask that you would be with everyone who needs you. God, I ask that you would be with all of us as we seek your face and as we seek to grow together during this time that is challenging. Um, God, help the technology work, help us overcome those challenges. And Father, would you speak to us through your word this morning? We need to be nourished and fed by you at this time. God, would you orient our hearts towards service to you and to our neighbors, to our family? God, we need you to change our hearts and help us get there. So Lord, I just ask for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome. Uh, Again, if you're just joining, uh, We'll go ahead and get started here, reading out of John 13. And since I'm just kind of used to it, I'm going to read off the, off the screen over here. So if I look a little weird, you'll see what's going on that way. Uh, it was just before the Passover festival, and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize what I'm doing now, but later you will understand. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet, Jesus answered. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. So one of the things that uh, we're focusing on in this time of Lent is this idea of service. And as Christian believers, most of us have probably heard this passage um, where we, uh, most of us have probably heard this passage of uh, Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It's kind of a famous passage. Um, If you've grown up in church, you've almost certainly heard it uh, and been able to um, 
see that and, uh, again. So if I'm a little bit distracted, it's because I'm admitting people to the meeting. I, I, there's a button on here that will allow people to be admitted automatically, and I am trying to figure out how to do that so that I don't have to push the button every time. But until that happens, uh, you might see me just like, uh, and kind of get disrupted a little bit. But hey, that's how we're going to do it so that everybody can participate. Uh, so if you've heard this passage before, you're probably familiar with this idea. Jesus came to serve, right? That was like his whole deal. Uh, and we've heard this as believers. We've heard this as Christians. Uh, and it's so vital and so just fundamental to what it means to believe uh, and to be a person in, of, of faith and to be a person who's following Jesus uh, that we can maybe just sort of gloss over what's going on here. But, you know, I think it's important to just notice that Jesus knows who he is, right? Like he knows that he comes from the Father. Like he knows he is God incarnate, like he knows he is the son of God. And then he, with all of that power and with all of that authority, he serves. And so I think it's just important for us as Christians, especially in this time when uh, a lot of people have needs, when a lot of people are in kind of desperate situations for us to find ways to serve. Service is so important. In fact, I, I would say that service is maybe the most, you know, encompassing kind of worship that we do. Uh, if you look at the Greek word liturgia, which means public work, that's where we get our, um, that's where we get all of our, uh, that's where we get our word for liturgy. That's where this idea of uh, a worship service uh, comes from. And so the idea is that when we worship together, the idea is that that is a service to our community and to, and to God. The idea is that when we come together, when we worship, we're doing service to the people who are part of the meeting, to our community by inviting God's presence into that community, and we're in a way serving God and acknowledging God and giving worship to God uh, in a worship service. Uh, we do what Jesus did. We live as a living sacrifice, and we live a life of obedience, and that's really what we're trying to do when we serve each other and when we serve our city. And so I just want to celebrate a few ways that I think we are excelling at service in this church. Uh, One is prayer. And I just think that sometimes we can think that, oh, you know, you prayed and that's nice. You know, oh, thoughts and prayers, but that doesn't change anything. No, that's not exactly true, right? While I do believe that we are called to serve in practical ways and to move our bodies and to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world and to serve in practical ways, that in no way downplays the power or the importance of prayer. And I would even go so far as to say that if prayer doesn't undergird whatever practical actions we take, uh, then I'm not even sure that what we're doing makes sense or that it's worth doing. Uh, if we don't have the 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 clarity and the power of prayer backing up our actions, then, man, I'm just not even sure it's a good, it's a good thing to do. So um, <laughs> I thought maybe we had an emergency text there. Uh, you know, another way that we serve is through physical labor, through showing up and doing stuff, right? Through actually being the hands and feet to, uh, to practice whatever service we're doing. You know, Jesus is very physical in this act of serving his disciples, the people who are supposed to be, you know, kind of looking up to him as leaders for leadership. He humbles himself and serves them. Uh, It's like if he cleaned their toilets. It's like if he, you know, 
helped change a diaper, right? Jesus is really humbling himself in this very, uh, this very servant-like way uh, that has all kinds of cultural um, you know, implications with it. Another way that we can serve each other is giving, and I'm just so glad that we're part of a generous church. Um, when the call went out for churches to kind of scramble and help people uh, find a place to sleep, I don't know if you can see, so right now, this is what our auditorium looks like. Uh, this is what we did um, t- to help out with the cold weather shelter uh, for the emergency situation on Friday. Uh, we had eight guys sleeping in here. Um, and, uh, you know, we rallied. I'm just so proud. Like, everybody who helps us pay the mortgage, you helped make this happen. Thank you. We have a building. We were able to house some people in and keep them from freezing to death. Uh, it was really good. Uh, everybody who gave, God bless you. Thank you. You know, like, we'll put whatever we didn't use um, on Friday night towards benevolence. We, you know, we just kind of started buying stuff. We haven't really accounted for all that. We'll get that sorted out soon enough. But um, I'm just very grateful for everyone who gave uh, either stuff or financially or, uh, or people who just, you know, weren't able to do those things. So you prayed. It was a great night. We had no drama. I was able to share the gospel with people. I was able to pray with people uh, who are in a really different um, or difficult time of life. You know, these guys are wondering, what happens to me in this new situation with no services being available and um, all the things that I kind of count on for my survival, I can't access those and I'm alone and I'm on the street and there's this virus everywhere. A couple of these guys have COPD. If you don't know what that is, that's a significant uh, lung thing. And so they're at, at severe and high risk. And so we were able to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those people because people gave, because people prayed, and because we had stuff to share. And I just am really, really glad. Um, I do want to just highlight a couple other things, teaching and preaching and listening, spiritual direction. You know, there are just so many different kinds of service, you know. To be a listening ear to someone, and that was a lot of what I was doing on Friday night, was just being able to listen to these guys, just hear them talk, be able to verbally process their experience, um, you know, and, and then speak into that with some kind of hope, with some kind of acknowledgement that God is real and and at least tell them the truth, whether or not people believe it, that's kind of up to them, right? And so uh, I just am so glad that we're part of a church that excels in these ways. And I just want to say, good job, keep going. Uh, a lot of what we're trying to do today is to take that further, okay? So our first question that I want us to consider as we break into groups here is, what was a time when you were served or helped in a meaningful way? And the idea is not really to talk about how you helped someone else, because uh, that kind of just degrades into either insecurity or bragging, right? And so the idea is to say, when was a time when someone else served you and that was really meaningful to you? Like someone helped you, uh, someone served you in that way. So I'm going to go ahead and pause the recording and we are going to go ahead and break out into rooms. Uh, I'm going to break us up into five rooms so that we have about 3% All right, and let me just kind of see how things are going here. So many things, so many things. Let's see. All right. Breakout rooms will close in 20 seconds. Let me see if I can get this thing out of the way. Oh, better let Nikki in. Hey, Nikki, welcome to the call. 
Sorry to keep you out in the cold there for a minute. Still trying to work all the bugs out of this system, but glad you could be here and join us. Um, let's go ahead and see. All right, here in eight seconds, everybody should be back on in. And I think maybe everybody should be back on the main call. Okay, great. Thank you guys for sticking with us through all of that sort of technical uh, obstacle there. Uh, I think, give me a thumbs up if you're back in the room with me. Are you back in the main? We're all back together? Okay, good. Awesome. All right, so uh, thank you guys for talking about that. Hopefully you got to know each other a little better, um, share an experience that was meaningful to you in a time when someone served you. Um, in this next part, uh, I just want us to really kind of consider the scripture of Romans 12. Um, while I think we have a lot to celebrate in our community, especially with the way that we kind of rallied, and we rallied with the whole church. You know, that was what I think was so beautiful about, um, <laughs> that's what I think was so beautiful about uh, what we were able to participate in on Friday was, you know, it wasn't just our church. You know, the other guy who stayed up with me all night and was helping, uh, you know, just watch and make sure everybody was safe, uh, he was from another church in town, and uh, we had all kinds of people from all kinds of churches all over town really rally together to meet this need in our community of housing people who might otherwise freeze to death um, in various church buildings uh, all around the city. And it really was like a moment where whatever the dividing barriers that separate churches are and like we have different styles of worship and different, you know, little nitpicky theolo theological differences, you know, none of that mattered. We rallied together to serve uh, people who really needed somebody to serve them. And uh, I just think it was so beautiful, and I was really, um, really encouraged to see the way that our church participated in that as well. Okay, so uh, that said, uh, I think we can, we can always grow. Hey, Matthew, go ahead and mute for me, would you? Uh, we, we can always grow uh, as a community because of who we're following, right? We're following Jesus. And we have this example of the Lord of all creation, you know, washing his disciples' feet. And so I want to just encourage us with some words of encouragement and, and um, exhortation from the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. Uh, you know, this is a guy who lived it, right? This is a guy who suffered beatings. This is a guy who, you know, lived a celibate single life his whole life. This is a guy who traveled all over the world and you know, escaped death just narrowly so many times because of his love for Jesus. I mean, this guy was really sold out. And so I just want to let his words of encouragement and exhortation to the church that was meeting in Rome uh, speak to us as the church that's here, meeting here in Springfield. And so this is what he says. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It's something that you do, right? It's in service that we worship. And when we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, that's how we give real worth to God. Um, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We should be different, right? This is a time when the, the world is looking and saying, are Christians any different? Is their response to this crisis substantially um, the same as everyone else, panic and fear and hoarding, or do we have something else to offer, right? 
Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each one of us uh, has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, we f- uh, though, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so I think that this is a very powerful, inspiring, and challenging uh, way uh, a passage of scripture that God is that God is um, encouraging us with and speaking to us through, and I think that there's a lot in here that might be personally challenging, uh, and I just get the sense that as we read the scriptures, as we read the Word of God that's inspired, that the Lord is probably highlighting something to us individually, that He's calling us to sort of stretch and to grow, and I want to note that. You know, when Jesus served us in the most powerful way he ever served us, it wasn't something that was just, like, easy for him, right? Like, Jesus served us in a way that cost him everything. Jesus lived a sacrificial kind of life, a life in which he put his own desires and needs aside and was obedient to the Father when it was really difficult. And so I think there's a temptation sometimes when we talk about service to celebrate the, the small ways that we're able to help. And I'm not saying that those don't count. Those count, right? Like those actually make a big difference. It's significant when we're able to give out of abundance and it saves a person's life. That matters, right? That matters. We should keep doing that. It's good to give in ways that are easy. It's good to serve in ways that are, 
that cost us very little or cost us almost nothing. And that's sustainable, and we should do that. And we should make that a lifestyle, and we should make those wise choices that way. But the challenge in the example of Jesus and the early apostles and the tradition of the church is this life in which we give in a way that it does hurt. We give in a way that, it, that we do feel it. We do give in a way that it costs us something to give. And I think that right now is a time in our nation's history and in, really in the history of the world when there is going to be some need for some heroism. There's going to be need for people to be able to give in a sacrificial way, to put ourselves at risk in order to serve others. And I think it's very important for us to be wise about that, to not be careless, to follow the recommendations of health professionals. I'm not talking about anything like that. But I'm just saying, I think it's important, especially right now, for us to pray and ask God, what do you have for me to do? And to be willing to obey no matter what God says. I think that's really important. All right? So have fun with all your space backgrounds. Have fun playing with all the the fun things that Zoom has to offer here. I'm going to go ahead and um, let us go ahead and break out into rooms and see how we do. So uh, enjoy talking about this next question. Next question is, um, where do you sense God calling you to stretch in service to others? Where do you sense that God might be calling you to just move a little bit beyond what's comfortable and to serve in ways that you might not serve unless God had told you to do it? All right, let's talk about that question. And I think that that'll dovetail easily into prayer. So I'll call us back in, and then we'll, we'll kind of go around and ask uh, people who, who want to know uh, our sermon time. So um, uh, I'll stop all the recordings, and then we can kind of give everybody an update and, and break out in the rooms to pray for each other, okay? So let me um, just pray. God, thank you for our time together today. Thank you for the ways that you're speaking to us. Lord, I just ask that as we figure out how to do church this way, Lord, that your grace will be with us, that um, we would have your grace for each other, um, and that we would answer whatever call you've put on us to serve uh, and in whatever way you've called us to serve at this time. And we just ask for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so that's the